around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad that you're out there listening. We pray for you, and we're believing God that as we minister these words of life and discuss the fabulous, monumental truths of the Word of God, that it will be exactly the information, the stimulation, <laughs> motivation of what you need in today's life, just for, you know, the next several hours. If nothing else, God has always higher thoughts to share with you. So that's why we're here. And that's why we want to talk to you and just love on you a little bit with the wonderful words of life from your Bible. So, darling, let's just talk to the folks and uh, share with them. You just finished uh, getting our newsletter out. And so you've got some great things to share about the church and scheduling and missions and all the things that we're doing. Oh, yeah, I was rather, <clears throat> rather late getting it out this month, but that happens sometimes the way we travel. And uh, September was such a... Such a uh, uh, crisscross the United States and Mexico right. and Canada right. month that uh, we've really been running hard and, and of course we always try to give uh, preference to our partner churches and we you know there's only 52 Sundays in the year so and some 20 of those are spent overseas that only leaves us about 30 uh, 32 to minister in the states so we try to give priority to our our partner churches, although we're about to do a brand new church, minister in a brand new church this, yes. uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to Montreal, Canada, Pastor uh, uh, Sear, and right. he's asked us to do a, asked us to do a five-day meeting, two services a day, wonderful? and we couldn't, we couldn't do the fifth ones. We had to tell him we could only do a, a four-day uh, meeting, so we're going to do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, of a uh, week after next, and uh, uh, not only night meetings, but morning meetings in Montreal, That's Canada. Exciting. So that, that is You're exciting. Really it's always fun that. to go to a church you haven't been to before and meet a pastor you, you haven't uh, preached for before or, or, or known before. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we're going to minister for our dear friends, Mike and Beth Webb, this coming uh, Sunday, just in a few days here. And uh, it's always fun being with uh, Mike and Beth. They're yes. great, great word of faith, solid <laughs> staunch yeah god uh, called anointed yeah 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 people and uh, they're just uh, tremendous a people and dear pastors. friends and great yeah. pastors and they pastor foothill family church there in uh, orange county california and foothill ranch and and uh, it's just always fun to be with them personally as friends yes, that's and right. it's always fun to be in their great church folks. we have a lot of friends and partners in their church so uh, but anyway last month we just we just blew in straight from mexico from uh, Wayne Myers' 96th birthday, and, and me ministering in Mexico, and and uh, went straight up to South Dakota, and we're with dear friends Mike and Vicky Bang, longtime friends, and partners of our ministry, and then we went from there to to Lake Charles, Louisiana, right. with uh, Brian and Natalie Fitkin, and and Brian and Natalie actually had gone with us to Mexico to Brother Wayne's uh, birthday, so that was fun. They were with us in Mexico, and and then uh, we were turned around and were with them in Lake Charles, and. Another fun point was that Natalie had never been on an airplane before, <laughs> had never been out of the United States before, so she got to go to Mexico and uh, got to fly on an airplane, so it was a, a real new adventure for her. Uh, then from there, from Lake Charles, we went to uh, uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, to, with uh, longtime precious friends, Bob and Ned Ramondo, and right. had, had two days meetings there, Sunday and Monday, 
a great time with Bob and Ned and great time with their church. There's so many people in that church that we love and know. And uh, so, and then back from there, we went to Winkler, uh, Can- Canada. Uh, Winkler, Manitoba, Canada, right. with Walter and Karen Inns, good friends and partners again. And uh, so we just had a busy, real busy we September. Real busy and we had schedule. a first busy part this month as well. And, and uh, already been ministering, um, uh, and then heading heading to Mike and Beth this week, and then on to to Montreal. But you know, I'm excited about the church, and uh, I, I don't. I, it bothers me to think that America has fallen so low, and the church has fallen so low that they've forgotten how strong the church is. Well, the church right. is God's invention, God's idea. You and I have said many times we feel like the church. I mean, the church is the greatest idea God ever had after sending Jesus for salvation. I mean, he gave us the church where we have corporate praise and corporate worship and corporate faith and corporate agreement and corporate victory. Right. You know, and I mean, uh, all those scriptures, Old Testament and New, about agreement and how can two walk together lest they be agreed and where two on earth ask uh, as such in one thing, it'll be so. And a threefold cord's hardly broken. And one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. All those scriptures in the Bible about agreement and being together and, and two's better than one and more's better than right. few. No, and, that's and, right. and that's how the church gets uh, together and, and gets the things of God going. And so we, we're, you and I are excited about the church. Well, we and, really and, are. But, but we also no. have, to have to, you know, as an apostle, uh, people don't know a lot about the office of the apostle. Most people, if you ask them what an apostle does, they just always builds churches. Well, that's not really true. Uh, the apostle builds the church, the church of Jesus Christ worldwide. And the apostle is, is like the Marine Corps. Uh, the apostles get there first, like the Marines get there first. They take no, the beachhead, right. they take that's the right. arrows, they take the right. they take the slings and the arrows and the bullets and the the, the attack right. because they get there first and they have to clear a path for the, for the other gifts of the uh, offices of of the ministry for the pastor and for the prophet and for the evangelist, you know. And and so the um, uh, the, the apostle n- not only establishes doctrine, which he does. But he also corrects doctrine. So every now and then you have to correct the church uh, when you do what I do. You know, I'd love just to go into a church and not do any correction, just tell them missionary stories and tell them them stories about raising the dead and casting devils out of witch doctors, which we've done many times. Uh, And then the church would be excited and they'd like you and they'd buy all your CDs and and products and partner with you in the ministry and think, oh, Terry Mines is my favorite preacher because he raised the dead and cast devils out of witch doctors. But then I go in and have to correct doctrine. and That's not always as fun. It doesn't make them near as happy. Well, but it's fruitful. <clears throat> and oh, it's and so that's fruitful. what the Bible, that's what Paul said. No uh, correction seems fun at the time, but it's profitable for fruitfulness. And that's what, that's really what we're trying to do in every area and aspect of the church. And in your newsletter, you were talking about all these wonderful things that, that the church, Jesus came to establish the church. Oh, absolutely. He came to begin the church, idea. to launch the church, to bring the church. Every I was thinking about Ephesians 3 and 4 the other day, that those chapters that Paul's writing about, that through the church, God would show the many-sided oh, wisdom absolutely. of God, that we would be one, there would would be one God, one Lord, one baptism, one church, <laughs> one family, everything going on in the kingdom of God, that God would be able to do great and mighty things through this corporation called the church. No, and and your, your CD uh, uh, series, Terry, on the power and um, 
the importance and, and the impact, impact the Im- importance of and impact of partnership is really what Jesus was trying to do. He he wasn't just any you know the whole idea of just having Israel as his family. Sure. He was trying to to drop the ripple in the pond, the rock in the pond, so it would ripple out to the whole world, no, and true. it would be called not just the nation of Israel, but it would be called ta da. The church, church. (laughs) and that's what that's where the power is today, folks. You know, and and with these hurricanes coming into the to the east coast, and and all of these earthquakes and horrible things happening in the world, we have a responsibility to pray over everything to protect lives so that the gospel can be preached. Watchman on the wall. We are. God sought for a man. (laughs) He said to find to find an intercessor, someone to stand in the gap there in Ezekiel, and he said. I sought for a man, and I couldn't find a man to stand. None. None. What an indictment! But the church is God's idea to to, and what people don't realize is is that God doesn't listen to sinners. No. (laughs) All these sinners out here in the world, God's not listening to them. God's not listening to uh, to change things on their behalf. God's listening to the church. He only listens to Christians. The only time He ever listens to sinners when they say, "Oh God, save me." You know, right. and, and then God turns that over to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But God doesn't mess with sinners. He listens no. to the church. And so he's listening for the church, watching for the church to be his hand extended no, that's on right. planet that's Earth, right. to be the that's hand right. extended of King Jesus, to, to let God walk in and be in. And, and, and when we live and move and have our being. And so when we walk, he walks. When we touch people, he touches people. When we pray for people, he he prays for people that the church and God are absolutely interconnected. And, and Christianity is the only religion in the world, Renee, that dares to say that my God lives That's in right. me. That's right. That's right. No Hindu would say my God lives in me. Of course, no. he's got 330 million gods. that would be crowded, <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah. no Buddhist would say Buddha lives no, in right, me. No, right, no, right. Uh, no Muslim would say Mohammed lives in me. Or, no. you know, they, but we boldly. We boldly declare that. <laughs> Jesus said, I and my Father will make our... Our, our abode in you, in you, our home in you. We'll, we'll live in you. That's right. And so the church is God's idea to deal with things on planet Earth. That's right. That he put the church here to, to rule, rule the place, run the place, and then usher in his return. And my concern is that the church has just gotten so, um, I don't know, worldly-minded, I guess, cares of the world, lots of other things. Uh, deceitfulness of riches, those yeah. things that Jesus talked about, where the church looks to the world and thinks that maybe the world knows something. The world doesn't know anything. No, the world doesn't. And the cowardice, a lot of times, fear, motivated, uh, insecure Christians tend to uh, disavow the power of the church no, to stand in the face of opposition. And you know, the, the, every knee's going to bow and every tongue confess the name right. of Jesus. And that's 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 the name the church wears proudly. No, that's right. God said, you're going to bear my name. So he told the Apostle Paul, you go out there among those Gentiles and you, and you bear, bear my, my name. name. Paul said and he so was out we, in defense so we of the bear, gospel. We bear the day. name of Jesus. No, that's and right. yet we're living in a society today, Renee, and it's very sad to me. And I said this in several churches lately and get some people looking at me, you know, askance or cross-eyed. But uh, I've said, you know, uh, somehow we are living in a, in a world today where somehow... People have gotten the idea that entertainers uh, are important people. And so we start listening wow. to them. We listen to, people listen to Madonna. They listen to Ashley Judd. They listen to, they listen to George Clooney. They listen to Jim Carrey. They listen to Jimmy Kimmel. They listen to, to morons. They listen to people that are not born again. 
people that, right. are, that are not Christians, that are, that, are, that are not in line with God, in tune with God, wouldn't, wouldn't know God if they met him on Main Street wearing a red hat. No, that's and, so And yet sad. we look to so them sad. like they have some sort of sense, and all they are is entertainers. They're just trained monkeys that I point to and say, okay, sing when I want you to sing, right. and act when I want you to act. And you know, an actor... Renee, an actor by definition is a fraud. Right. An act, an actor by definition is a fake. John Wayne one time said, uh, people came to him and said, oh, John Wayne, you're a real hero. He said, I'm not a hero. He said, I'm, a, I'm an actor. I act like a hero. I act like a hero. That's my <laughs> That's job right. is to act right. like a, a soldier or act like a, 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 a hero. But he said, I'm no hero. I'm just an actor. And so, so people have, have acted like or gotten the idea that we should listen to uh, entertainers and listen to Hollywood and right. listen to some politicians that you know couldn't couldn't find their way out of a paper bag, and and yet instead of listening to the to the church, now, the you, church you know many times over well, the years, well, well. Renee, I've needed I've needed some things over the years. I've I've needed a policeman, I've needed a fireman, I've needed a doctor, right. you know, I've needed a cook. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've needed a driver. I mean, I've needed some things in my life, right. uh, a paramedic. Uh, but you know what? I've never needed an entertainer. That's true. I've never needed Boy, an actor. I've truth. never needed a singer. I've never needed an entertainer. And I'm not against them. Please don't think that. I'm not against all those people. I'm just saying we've gotten this upside-down view that somehow Hollywood and entertainers uh, actually know something and right. actually should speak into politics and speak into religion and speak into how we should live our lives right. when they prove throughout history they can't live their life. No, that's right. And I that's mean, the church used to make fun of entertainers when I was a little boy and say, man, you don't act like them. They're all, you know, they're drug addicts and they're drunks and they're adulterers and they're, 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 they're you know, uh, having babies out of wedlock and they're, and they're having affairs and they're just doing all this crazy stuff. And now all of a sudden the, the tide has changed to where we look to that as a hero. And all these magazines put some little old pregnant girl uh, on, on their magazine that, that our kids see at the grocery store right there at the checkout stand and they brag about the baby bump. They brag about being pregnant and, and not married and all of a sudden they try to make that the standard. We're used to it. Was a, it was a shame that they actually had to hide. Hollywood hid that right. and now it's, a, it's the standard they want you to be like. Hey, let your daughter be pregnant like me. Hey, let your daughter be on drugs like me. Hey, oh, it's insane. Well, but it's the church the more, that has yeah, the sanity. All the more reason. It's the church that's the able to reason. tell people what to do and where to go and how to get there. Terry and I want to encourage you pastors to be bold and be strong. Come for on, the Lord pastors. thy God is with We're thee. We're for you. You stand up. I know you'll need the wisdom of God, which is always the principal thing. I know you'll need... Uh, the right vocabulary chosen by the Holy Ghost to say the things in your geographical area. The Holy Ghost can lead you and guide you, but His main purpose is to help you be bold and be strong and to know the power of God. And go back and read Ephesians 3 and 4. Go back and build yourself up on the Word of God. Go read First Chronicles chapter 12. To me, Terry, you know, you and I have talked about this so much, is that uh, those mighty men of valor that came to make, it says, these are they that came down to Ziglag to make David yeah, king. David, yeah. Yeah. To make David king. And when you read that, it's an Old Testament format of what kind of valiant men and women he added to help David uh, launch a new era of we're going to follow God. Sure. And sure. then it says over, what is it, in Second Chronicles um, seventeen six. you and I have quoted so often that it talks about um, 
the king there, that that Nebuch not Nebuchadnezzar, but um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, what king that was. I don't know what story you're telling, Jehoshaphat. Yeah, yeah. The Jehoshaphat, that was it. It says that his, that his heart was cheered and his courage was high yeah. in the ways of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And we pray that today over... Christian leadership, because in Terry, these are some of Terry's statements that he's made in the last several months here. It says, the church is the most powerful entity on the planet. The church is the only entity on earth that can cast out devils and raise the dead. Exactly right. Yeah, you can't go to Hollywood, Hollywood for anything. can't do that. And you can't go even to Washington, D.C. Jack Bauer D. couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, even Jack, Jack Bauer, Jack Ryan, nobody can do this but Jesus. The church is God's army. The church is God's business. His earthly corporation and representative. He operates through the church. The church has corporate praise, corporate worship, corporate prayer, corporate agreement, corporate faith, and corporate victory. That's everybody. Did nobody, I say all that? Yes, you did. Oh, nobody, nobody gets left out in the church. That's just such a profound statement. But you know, when I was a boy, when I was a youth leader, Renee, I'd go to my to the kids that were in my youth group, and I'd visit them at home. You know, and I'd go back in their bedrooms. They'd have some big poster on the wall of some rock and roll star. And I'd, I'd look at that and I'd say, is that your hero? Is that, is that who you want to be like? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my hero. I'd say, you know they're in hell today having choked, uh, having choked on their own vomit due to an overdose of drugs. Is that, that's your hero? That's who you want to be like? Yeah, no, know, no, we don't, no, no, no. See, when I was a boy, my heroes, and still today, my heroes are the, in the church. Right. My that's heroes right. were T.L. Osborne. My heroes were, were men and women of God that, that risked their lives and, and gave their all. Uh, to to uh, serve God and to win souls and to rescue souls. Those that would go to foreign lands and preach the gospel and cast out devils and raise the dead and heal the sick and preach the gospel to people and win them to Jesus so they wouldn't go to hell for those. Those were and still are my oh, that's right. heroes. That's right. You know, there's a missionary back in the 1800s and, and into the 1900s named named Charles Studd or C. T. Studd. Right. And uh, C. T. Studd was a, was a wealthy man. And uh, he gave away his fortune. Uh, his fortune was 145,000 pounds, and that doesn't sound like much today, but back in the 1800s, that was a bunch of money. No he could have lived the rest of his life, you know, any way he wanted to, but, but, but he gave away his fortune of 145,000 uh, pounds so, uh, so that he could go to China, and so he could wow. go to India, and so he could go to Africa, and he died in Africa, died in the Congo. Uh, uh, to preach the gospel of Jesus. And the reason he did it is because uh, of the wor the words that he heard from a famous, famous atheist in England. Wow. And whenever he heard this atheist speak, it turned his heart toward God, and he gave his fortune up and went to the mission fields of the world. And here's what, here's what the atheist said, and, and it actually gripped C.T. Studd whenever he read what it said. And here's what the... Here's what the the uh, the atheist said uh, he, he actually went to a he, he he went up to an he went to a meeting to a church meeting and there was an evangelist preaching the gospel there and after it was over the atheist went up to the evangelist and went up to the pastor and said to them you gentlemen don't believe this stuff you preach and they were so offended they said we certainly do he said no you don't they said we certainly do he said you do not believe these things that you're preaching he said and I can prove it to you. And they said, well, how in the world can you prove it to us? Because that's not true. And he said, because if, what, if you believe what you're saying, if you believe there's a heaven to gain for eternity, if you believe there's a hell to shun for eternity, he said, if I believe that, he said, if England were cut glass, 
I would crawl on my hands and knees to my relatives, to my parents, to my friends, to my brothers, to my sisters. I would crawl on my hands and knees on cut, cut glass and beg them to get saved, beg them to turn their lives to God, beg them not to go to hell. He said, you guys don't believe that, so obviously you don't believe it. Then he went on and wrote this later. He said, he said did I firmly believe, as millions say that they do, that the knowledge and practice of religion wow. in this life influences destiny in another, religion would mean to me everything. I would cast away earthly enjoyment as dross, earthly cares as follies, and earthly thoughts and feelings as vanity. Remember this written in the 1800s, so it's got some old, old language in it. Religion would be my first waking thought and my last image before sleep sank me into unconsciousness. My goodness. I would labor in its cause alone. I would take thought for the morrow of eternity only. I would esteem one soul gained for heaven worth a life of suffering. Earthly consequences should never stay my hand nor seal my lips. Earth, its joys and griefs would occupy no moment in my thoughts. I would strive to look upon eternity alone and on the immortal souls around me, soon to be everlastingly happy or everlastingly miserable. I would wow. go forth to the world and preach it. Uh, in season and out of season, and my text would be, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Well, now, when C.T. Studd heard that atheist say that, he's, that, that did it for him. He gave his fortune away of 145,000 pounds and went to India, went to uh, China, then to India, then to the Congo, the DRC, the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo, and that's where he died in 1931. Yeah, th those are my heroes. Yeah, no those joke. are my heroes. Well, that kind of that kind of call is on the church to give everything, to stand on the shoulders of the giants that we have arrived at today, and to do the work of the gospel. And you know, as you were, we were talking here just earlier, darling, that that the the whole uh, system of the world is to try to dumb down the church, to Absolutely. make us lazy, to intimidate us. Well, even in the church, to, they don't look to those kind of heroes yeah. anymore. They don't really look to a missionary that's raising the dead and healing the sick and casting out right. devils. They just look to some TV preacher that's a, that's a teacher. Well, that's right. And it and ends the up, teacher may never have won a soul. I mean, I'm not against them. I'm just saying you need to, right, Jesus said, right. you ought to check the fruit out. Well, you know, you ought to see, see if there's signs and wonders. You ought to see if they win souls. And some of these guys on television, just because they have, you know, funky hair and holy jeans and, 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 and jets and, and riches and television shows, just because they're a good teacher and they're funny, doesn't mean they've ever won a soul or raised the dead or cast out a devil. Well, the system of the world, people don't realize how it has, how it has corralled them into a much smaller living space to where we are mentally and emotionally thinking about how everything affects us emotionally. And just like the world has, has this very narrow concept of it, it makes me feel bad, then, then I, I can't engage in it, where everything about the gospel is, you're bigger than that. You're bigger than your emotional realm. And the world tries to dumb you down, make you think it's all about your emotions and how you feel and, and, and just make you a couch potato thinking about your emotions and depress you like a Coke, smashed Coke can mm -hmm. into thinking that that's all there is <laughs> sure. to your life. And yet the world is calling the church. People are dying and going to hell because they don't have another thought. They don't have a higher thought. They don't have an expectation and a hope 
and things that are eternal and of real value in life. And that family and souls and raising uh, children and affecting the economy to the point to where people are able to pay their bills, doing everything that we do by prayer and by announcement and declaration of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hell is is scared spitless that the church will wake up and become valiant and courageous doing the work of the gospel, that we're not intimidated, we're not fearful, we're not backward. We don't see ourselves as grasshoppers and small, but we see ourselves as fearless, no, that was their problem in attacking Numbers 13. They said, we hell. see ourselves as grasshoppers. <laughs> no, that you can't be like that. I, Terry and I, on every, with every breath that is on the inside of us, want to see you become the people of God Amen. in Amen. the earth, that you are the real soul that make paper that save the world only prayer can save the united states of america and the preaching of the gospel by bold believers uh that we are the light they'll know where to go to to because they see the lines we need to quit thinking democrat and quit thinking republican we need to start being the church of jesus christ and say you know what as the church that's right we don't believe in murdering babies right as the church we don't believe in homosexual marriage Right. As the church, we agree with the Bible. Right. We don't agree with transgender situations. We love all those people, sure. but we do not tolerate and believe in uh, the sin. And when I say we don't tolerate, doesn't mean we're mean to people. It means we just we're not going to accept that and right. receive that and turn a blind eye. We're going to stand up as the church of Jesus Christ right. and offer those people help. Well, and, and, and it takes you to a much people. higher level of thought process when you evaluate you who know, you are. You know, this year's been my 50th year. The 50th uh-huh. year in ministry we've celebrated all year long. Right. And uh, we've got different promotions about that. We've got coffee cups. We've got crates of books that they look right. like they came from the mission fields. The, the crates <laughs> are stamped with all kind of foreign right. uh, passport right. stamps right. that people can contact the office and get those things, get all of our our teaching materials and so on and so forth. We've also put up a thing on the on the website where people, several people asked me to do this. I fought it for a while, but finally I said, okay. And they said, let people have the opportunity to give $50 for 50 years. So some people are giving it to me personally, some people are giving it to the ministry, and $50 for 50 years. So that uh, that that's a, a, a big deal. And uh, and then we're just we're just been celebrating all year long in this area of, uh, of celebrating our 50th year in full-time ministry, the third world missionary right. ministry around the world. So we're excited about what God's doing, man. We're going no, to right. hit year 51 uh, in January with blood in our eye and fire in our bones and, and go uh, take the gospel to the world, Renee. No, that's right. And it has to be that way. And the church is the is the entity in the earth that stands against right. darkness. Two, I can, two things I want to say. Next month we'll be in Malta. This is October, next month, November. We'll miss Thanksgiving at home. We'll be in Malta doing a pastor's conference, preaching for our good friend Gordon uh, Monchet. And uh, we're going to have pastors come in. We're believing God for pastors from Africa and pastors from Europe. And so we can train them and teach them and touch them and minister them in the word of faith. And and then coming up. And so we believe God with us on that for not only the finances to pull it off, but for the anointing and the, the, the grace and the and everything that goes along with that. Then the springtime will be in Fiji and Samoa and New Zealand and Vanuatu preaching the gospel. That's going to be very important. They're begging, saying, Terry, please, we need what you're teaching on spiritual authority. We need that. And then, and then later on, and we're not giving the date or the nation right now, 
because we don't want the bad guys to get it and jump on it. Uh, and we want to bathe it in prayer. We ask our audience here to bathe it in prayer. We're going to a Middle Eastern nation where it's, they'll cut your head off for saying Jesus is Lord. Uh, won't cut our head off. Uh, and, and preach the gospel there. We're expecting 50,000 people to be no, in that right. meeting. So, so, so those are three big meetings, the Middle East and then Malta and then uh, the South Pacific. And all of them is going to be high finance. We, we're going to need the money to get it done. And uh, then we're going to just bathe it in prayer so we can win it in the spirit with salvations and miracles and, and uh, uh, the safety, protection, the blessings, the change in the lives of the pastors and change in the lives of the people. No, that's right. And it, there's just much to be done. I, You know, there, there's a fierceness. We've talked about how the church needs to have, uh, like an Old Testament warrior, like those men in First Chronicles 12 that came down to help David. And yet then there's the, the New Testament side that we're God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that we need to take a message that God loves you, God's for you, God will fight for you. Sure. God has laid out a plan in his covenant and, and wants you to come covenant with him so he can provide every single need and give you counsel and wisdom and health and protection and deliverance in every single area of your life and take you to a higher thought process. And that's the whole reason for going to these nations that Terry has been going to now for over 50 years. That's the whole reason why we preach in the local churches and edify the pastors and the people to encourage them to, to think higher, look broader, look higher, <laughs> look wider, to see what God is doing. So the enemy cannot in any way dwarf your thinking, dwarf your expectation well, in the right. things of God. So, you know, another thing we need to vote for as Christians, not as Republicans, Democrats, but uh, it's a big deal with God that we support Israel. No, that's right. Exactly. God said, if you'll bless Absolutely. whoever blesses Israel, I, I will, will bless. bless. And whoever curses Israel, I will curse. Right. And uh, we saw under the Obama administration that he hated Israel, wouldn't stand for Israel, and uh, the United States suffered dearly for it. I mean, no, the United States right. suffered for it. And uh, now we've got a president in office who's, who loves Israel and is for Israel and has made the, the, uh, recognized the capital of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and put, our, uh, put the U.S. Embassy there. And so that's a big deal. And so as a Christian, not as a Republican, not as a Democrat, as a Christian, right. God said, you pray for the peace of Jerusalem and that whoever blesses Israel, God will bless, and whoever does not, he will curse. And that's a big deal. That's a big and, deal. And we need to be voting, the church needs to be voting godly principles, right. biblical principles, not murdering babies, no. <laughs> blessing Israel. Value There's life. just things Young that we old. need to do as Christians and, and get this political uh, monkey off our back. No, that's Saying, right. well, this is my party, or well, it was granddad's party, or it was grandma's party. No, 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 we need to say, we need to vote Bible. We need right. to vote God party. Well, and that's, you know, we've quoted Brother Osteen so many times, him yeah. saying and telling our, our congregation, if God goes right, the church, the world, go left. We're going with God. God. And so we're going to go with God, follow those that, that stand for that. I, I want to leave you today with this great scripture as we close out, that in Psalm 122, it says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you, the holy city. 
May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. You know, I've, I've quoted and confessed, Terry, for years that there was, there was peace <laughs> within uh, my walls and there was prosperity within my home. Amen. And it's because we have loved Israel and yes. loved Jerusalem and yes. prayed for the peace of Jerusalem. And may they prosper who love thee. And that's God's promise that the United States and that the church and that every believer would prosper as we get in line with what sure. God loves. Sure. Well, we're going to have to go for today. We love you dearly. Um, you can find us at terrymize.com. You can find us at terrymizeministries.org. And we've got lots of new things about to roll out. It's taken us a little bit longer than we thought it would, but it's coming. And we're so excited about this that God crowns the year with his bounty. And yes, in all does. his paths drip fatness. <laughs> so we're here for you. We love you. We look forward to talking to you. You can find our schedule and any, any product that we've got that would be of help to you there on the website. And we will look forward to seeing you next week right here at the same time. And we say with you boldly that you, you are, are more, more than a conqueror. conqueror. Bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.